Hey y'all, it's Jacqueline Emily here, and welcome to my true crime podcast. I'm going to be starting, um, picking my, like, true crime cases, going through true crime cases, and the first case which actually got me into true crime, which is the Skyline East case. Skyline Annette East was born February 18th, 1996, to Mary and David Dave Neese. She is from Star City, West Virginia. Her mom, Mary, is an administrative assistant in a cardiac lab, and her father, Dave, was a product customer at Walmart. Skylar was a very sweet kid. She loved animals. She would always pet animals. Like, she would always pet animals. And she is everything to her parents. And she had very big dreams when she was a kid. Ever since she was little, like, she wanted to be a criminal defense lawyer. Um, and she worked really hard for it. She, like, worked really hard till like, she got a job at Wendy's whenever she was about 15, I think. And she worked up there to the time of her death. Um... When she was a little kid, she would play at a neighborhood shack because she lived in a very small town. Sweet. Star City was a very small town. And they had, like, this, like, I guess, community space where they had, like, a bunch of, like, activities for kids and sports. So, who for people who couldn't really afford to uh, play uh, at, like, couldn't afford that like bigger like other i guess sports like in a bigger thing city i don't know but skylar's family like guess skylar um played there a lot and whenever she was eight years old she met shiva eddie who became her best friend shiva eddie was born september 28th 1995 in Blacksfield, West Virginia to Tara, or Tara, I don't know how to pronounce it, and Gray Eddie, I don't know how to pronounce her mom's last name, so bear with me, and uh, family was more on the poor side, they didn't have a lot of money, so that she would go to Star City, West Virginia, Star City to the neighborhood shack to go play, that's where they met, and they became, like, the best friends, best of friends, BFFs, like, they're, like, sisters, they were, which is shocking, because they were completely opposite, she was very outgoing and rebellious, and Skylar was very sweet and nice, and she never really ever rebelled, so, before the start of their High school, freshman year, she moved closer with her mom after her mother got remarried, and now she lived closer to Skylar. So, like, they got to go to the same school because they didn't go to the same school before, and they started their freshman year out together in 2010, going to the same school, which is where they met Rachel Shelf. Shelf? Is that how you say her last name? She was, who was born June? 10th, 1996 from when she was born in Morgantown to Rusty Pat- Patricia Show 
Rachel was very much more wealthier than both of the, both of them. Like Sheila, more like Sheila. She they both had a little bit more money than uh, Scott, uh Sheila did. Skylar was like the glue of the um, trio. Like Rachel and Sheila always butted heads because they're a lot more alike to each other because they're both rebellious and outgoing. And the Sheila was a, like a very popular in school. Whenever Sheila was getting into high school, she started acting out like she got on drugs and she did a lot of partying and alcohol. Um, which Skylar didn't approve of. Like she didn't approve of that of her friend because she had very big dreams for herself. Nor did her parents. She, her and her parents both like kind of agree that she, that they needed like she needed to separate herself from Scarlett and not be friends anymore. Because if she had that big of a plans, she didn't want to do anything to jeopardize that big that big plan, like a criminal defense. Like she wanted to be a lawyer in crime because you she could either she knew it would be hard because that that that's her best friend. They've been best friends since they're eight years old. So she's slowly distancing, trying to distancing herself from those two, trying making new friends, and well, both Sheila and Rachel started to notice that, so they started being mean to her. They they left her out. They started like, for example, they started matching outfits. They had sleepovers with her and going out without her. But she didn't really care because she knew. It was the best for her future. She knew to get away from it because it was the best for her future. And Scarlett tweeted about it. Like, she tweeted about how mean they were and how they were leaving her out. So, Skylar, like I said, Skylar worked at Wendy's. So, she was, she was at Wendy's. She worked at Wendy's. And on July 5th, 2012, she went home. She went to bed, and she had work the next day. And it was July 6th, the next day, when her father came back from work to make sure that that, uh, Skylar was getting ready for for work. He went up to her room to make sure she was ready, and he knocked on the door. The door, she didn't answer, and her door was locked. Well... He went to go get something to open the door because that was very, uh, because he thought something was, something had happened. He was making sure that something did not happen. So he had to go pick something, pick the lock, and she found that she wasn't in her bed at all. She wasn't, wasn't getting ready. She wasn't in her bedroom. And her work clothes were still on the bed. And her bed looked like she was still made and didn't go to sleep in it. She didn't return the next day and didn't go to her shift. So the next day she did Her mom asked, like, the girls and their parents, she asked, like, Sheila and Skylar's parents, see if they have seen her. And they, and they said no. So they also tried calling Skylar's phone and didn't pick up. They thought maybe she was trying to rebel since she never really did that before. Maybe she felt like rebelling and... 
she went out with a boy. And they were holding on to hope that she would just return in like an hour because she had work. Her manager actually in a manager called to say that she didn't go to work. And now they were thinking that she was with Skylar and Rachel and they were lying because they didn't want to be in trouble. And then, so they got called them up like, we know you're lying. Like, are you lying? And then Sheila told the truth that Skylar was with them that night that they snuck out to go on a drive with her and Rachel at about 11 p.m. And they just, they said they dropped, they were only out for like two hours and they dropped her at home at 1 a.m. And that was the last time they saw her. They said that they, she wanted, that Skylar wanted them to, them to drop her off at the end of the road. So she wouldn't make it so much the car light and the car wouldn't make so much noise. So she wouldn't wake her parents up so her parents won't be upset because they didn't know she went out. She didn't want to get caught. So that's when they called the police. Now, so everybody was trying to start trying to find Skylar. They have no idea where she was. And that Skylar actually lived in an apartment with uh, cameras. And one of the cameras actually pointed to her bedroom. So that's what the police first looked at. And they noticed that she did get out walked out of her they looked at the CCT cameras from that night videos I mean the to the camera that was pointing and they did the tape show that Skylar snuck out at like 12 a.m. and getting into Sheila's car which got in the way of the investigation because they couldn't issue a Lambert alert because at that time um because she left on her own free will Skylar's, which actually led to a law being put, uh, a law being made in West Virginia that no matter what the situation is, an Amber Alert should, well, will always be an issue for any missing child in 2015. So with no Amber Alert, there wasn't a lot of people looking out for her and a lot of people knew that she was missing. So the police, people from Scarlet, from Scarlet School and her uh, whole town just tried to start looking for her. They started their own search party. She actually attended the search party. She was, Rachel, she was very involved with it, but Sheila didn't actually join, join it because she was on vacation. I mean, Rachel was on vacation, on like a church camp. We had a church camp at this time because it was during the summer. Is Sheila, like I said, Sheila did try to do everything to help them. She called the nieces, asked how they were, any updates, and asked what she would do to help. She actually one time asked to go up to Skylar's room to help her feel closer to her. And when she sat down on the bed, she started bawling her eyes out. And the police were really, were trying to get... Skylar's, like, phone location, because she had an iPhone from Apple, but Apple, they, like, they refused to let her, even the FBI tried to get, to make Apple give their, her phone location, but they didn't, which I find 
very horrible and kind of disgusting. I mean, there's a missing child, and they didn't care to help and give that child's phone location. Like, like what is wrong with you? That's horrible. Like, there's... To, like, privacy, though, this is a child. A child's missing. There's no privacy where her phone is, her phone privacy. That's somebody's missing. It could be very hurt. Like, you have to give up that. You, should be able to, you shouldn't have to hold that information, especially from the FBI. Because that... Because you could have just saved somebody's life. What if she was alive at the time? Or what if it would just save somebody's... Save all this money, all this other stuff going into that. Because, like, the searching... And save a lot more time on people's stuff. Because... It, it would have been, I guess, does money play a vault of it? Maybe it does. But, like, you're wasting time here. Like, you, it's, this is a child. I don't know how you could, there should be a law that they can't, if, like, the police went to them or the FBI went to them to get a phone location or where to, where their last location was, that, that has to be a law. Like, you have to give that up. Especially if it's a child missing. Because that's, that's, that's wrong. Like, it's privacy, whatever. It's not private until there's some, there might be something horrible, something has probably horribly happened to them. Okay, moving on. So the police were only able to get her, like, phone records. Like, to, like, her, from, like, the network. So, like, what if it's, like, been active or not? Like, they can't get, like, her location or anything, but they could tell if you she's been active. And her phone hadn't, hadn't been active. She hadn't used the network. So, the investigation went on for months and months and months. During this time, Sheila... It was on social media a lot. She really, like, escaped to Twitter... She was, well, no, like, she used that as, like, a, I guess she was always on Twitter and Facebook. She posted daily, almost always about Sheila. I mean, did I say Sheila? Sheila was posting, I meant Rachel. No, Skylar. Sorry, this is, like, my first ever podcast, and it's hard for me to, this is the first time I'm really doing this podcast, so bear with me, I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to use this podcast to also get better at talking like this. But it's also because they both names start spreading S. So it's ho- I, keep, I always keep on mixing their names up. So sorry. And say is she always say how much she means Skylar. And sometimes she like kind of directed it to Skylar like to come home. And whenever Rachel got back. Well after it was been months and months they had meetings with the police. A couple meetings with the police and once she said she would do she would take a polygraph test and she would pass because she wasn't lying and it kinda of make the police kind of suspicious of her. Because why was she because no one why was she think that say that she needed a polygraph test when nobody was suspecting her at all. They never thought she was lying or 
Um, so she would, because no one respected it. Like I said, no one respected her. And now they started to look into Sheila. And I just want to say here real quick, polygraphs are never really used. They're not reliable, especially in court. They're not used in court. They're not very reliable. Because it could easily, like, you could easily be just be nervous. And I think it's with heartbeat. You could just easily be very nervous and, like, feel it. But you're really just telling the truth. But you're just so nervous. So it, it counts your heartbeat or something like that or your heart rate. Your heart rate, not your heartbeat, but there have been many like theories going around. Was the because since now that since Shiva said that she would do a polygraph test, which weirded them out, they're sort of and they started looking into the girls, two girls. So so many theories became going around and one of the biggest and most likely the most plausible one was that Skylar overdosed on some type of drug they were doing some type of drug together and the girls covered up because they didn't want to get into any type of trouble because they were doing drugs which is that's like the main theory people were starting to look into like the police wanted to look into that theory, and they found actually where they found a small hole in the theory because they said they picked up a spot at 11 p.m. But the tapes on the CCT cam videos show that it was 12 p.m. because they had timestamp 12 a.m. I mean, but they didn't really uh, use that on them too much because well, they also found text her at 12 a.m. Because it was just in her off. They could have just had the time mixed up. The girls kept the same story until December 2012. When Rachel changed up their story. Saying that they actually didn't just drove around. They drove to the woods instead of just driving. And said that she that they got to there. When they got there and they got out. Scarlett just ran off. Ran off to the woods without saying a word. And the girls, it took them a second for them to go after her because they were confused, I guess. But it was too late because when they trying to go, because she was too far ahead. So they were trying to look around for her and they just could not fly, find her. They got really tired and decided to quit and go home. And... After hearing this, the police went to Sheila and asked if there was something that she was not telling them. And she said no. Now they are getting very suspicious of them because they don't have the same story. But then a week later, they brought them back in and suddenly the stories matched, which is very suspicious because they were able to speak to each other in that time. And the suspicion of them grew week by week there. They they decided to give them both polygraph tests. Like actually, like I said before that Sheila did. I asked her to take one, but she actually felt hers. And she said she 
like I said, polygraph tests are not actually useful. They're not miserable. Because, like I said, it could just be, I think it goes by the heart rate. And sometimes you could just be really nervous and your heart just goes over you. Like, your heart rate is just faster than usual. And, like, you're always always that fast. Or maybe, I don't know. But something, actually, this is where something very strange just happened. When Rachel was on her way to take the polygraph test. And she was with her dad. Her dad was driving her. And whenever her dad stopped at the red light, Rachel just suddenly freaked out and ran out the car to Shiva's house. So she never actually took the polygraph test and they skipped it. She skipped it. So Skyler's parent, when Skyler's parents heard, that she skipped it, they actually went to social media and put on everything they had. All the, everything they knew about the investigation to Facebook, I think. Like how the girls had changed their story multiple times. And they had the suspicion that the two girls knew more than what they were letting on. And that she knew that, which is probably also the most saddest part of this, she said that she thought her daughter was definitely not alive, that she wasn't coming home. The girls actually saw that post, and it affected, it didn't really affect Sheila, but it really affected Rachel. Rachel's mental health started to very fastly decline. She started having full-on breakdowns. She had a full-on breakdown once to where her mom had to call the police because she didn't know what to do. And after that, she was admitted to a mental hospital for about a week. And when she told, after when she got out, she told her parents that she wanted to go to her lawyer's office because she had something to confess. So, her and her lawyer, after she met with her lawyer, she went, they went to the police station with the lawyer because she had something to confess, and that's where she finally told the the actual truth of what happened that night on, J, on July 6th, July 5th, well, early July 6th, well, no, it was early July. It was July 6th, but, like, at midnight. It was... She asked. She actually asked for a trash can before she started her confession because she felt like she was going to throw up and she looked very anxious and bad. She was very much stumbling on her words and the police tried asking her with like yes and no questions, like try to have her say yes or no questions, just like easy questions, easier questions. And Rachel said that she and Sheila stabbed Skyler. Which completely shocked the police. They never expected it to be that they murdered Skylar. They never expected it. They thought it was probably if she was dead or something happened to her or it was just an accident. 
So they asked her to start from the beginning. So she started nine months before the, the murder when they were in science where she was with Sheila. Her, her Rachel was with Sheila. science class when they realized that Skylar Kata was getting in their way of the friendship. They didn't want to be friends with Skylar anymore. So Sheila jokingly said that maybe they were better off if Skylar was dead. If they murdered her. It started off as a joke but as the months went on Sheila kept bringing it up. And Rachel told her that we should just stop being friends with her. We don't need to kill her. We, just, we, just, we don't have to kill her. Just stop being friends with her. But that was not enough for Sheila. So Rachel kind of went on, started to go along with it, and they started like planning her murder in the spring. Sheila was doing researching on homicide, like how to dispose of a body. She even asked a classmate on how to dispose of a body. She, how they would dispose of a body. She even asked Kyla on how she wanted to die. And they thought that the best time was to kill her was before she went to camp because no one would expect her because she would be getting ready for camp. Why would she murder her right before she went to camp? Because she, what, what, she would have been asleep. It, so it would make them look suspicious. So... Early on, July 5th, or was it July 6th? I got the dates mixed up. Well, no, it was July 6th because it was early. Early on that day, I'm just going to say early on that day, Sheila and Rachel got together and put together a serial killer kit. And that's what Sheila called it. Which it kind of included, which it both included a shovel, rags, paper towels, bleach, and a fresh change of clothes. Bef so they had that. And before they headed out to go get Skylar, they both got the biggest knife they can. They could get in their kitchen. They told Skylar that they were going to their usual spot as in the forest in Pennsylvania to smoke weed, and they were going to go get her to go with them. They picked her up at midnight, and they arrived at the forest, and they were on their way as usual when Sheila said that she forgot a liar, like, pretending, like, lying. And Rachel said that she would go with her to the car, and so her and she, Rachel turned around, and they kind of started walking off, and they started saying one, two, and on the Three, they turned around and just started stabbing Skylar. Skylar, it took, Skylar actually put up a very good fight. She tried to get away, but she couldn't get it was two, it was two against one. She actually got a hold of Rachel's knife and she took it and started swinging it and which actually cut Rachel's leg and made Rachel fall and stop stabbing Skylar. But 
she continued. She did not stop stabbing her. She stabbed her in the back of the neck. She, I think they were stabbing her in the stomach or somewhere else. And like she stabbed her in the back of her neck, or like stick, and then went off over to Rachel where Rachel was laying, and they just watched her just die. She bled to death. They just watched, and it was a very slow and painful death, actually. And Skylar was trying to talk, but she was while she was losing all the blood, she was all she could say was why. She said it over and over again. And she, once she was dead, they made sure that she was completely dead. And they went off to go to the car to go get their kids to clean their cereal because their kids to clean up everything. And they actually got the shovels, but. And so they went to go get the shovels first so they could go bury her, but the ground was too rocky to dig a hole big enough to put her in. So they just dragged her body to a tree and covered up with leaves as best as they can. And they went wash themselves and clean them off and change their clothes. And together, all together, Skylar was had fifty over fifty stab wounds. So she was up over fifty times. And after Rachel confessed all of this to the police, the police asked her why did they get that and all Rachel could say was that they didn't like her anymore. They asked her to elaborate on that but she couldn't and Please thought there was probably something more to that, but so the police drove Rachel to the woods to show them where Scarlett's body was buried, and they couldn't find it because it was the winter and it was covered in snow. But and Rachel couldn't exactly remember the place exactly exactly where they hit the body. They hit a body. So a few weeks later, when the was dried up on January 16, 2013. They went and searched and they found her body. During this time, Sheila did not know that Rachel told the truth. Rachel confessed the actual truth. And whenever it was Rachel, Sheila found out that Skylar's body was found, she tweeted out RIP. And said that it was the worst day of her life. And made it, it made everybody feel disgusted. So the so that made the police go and look into her old tweets. And come to find out they were very cryptic. Very cryptic and that there were tweets about a Skylar's murder. Like how they were going to actually plan it. They were actually tweeting about that. She was actually tweeting about that. So the police needed the police needed more evidence to convict Sheila because because all they have is just Rachel's testimony, Rachel's confession. So they they went to go search her, get a search warrant, search her house and car. They didn't really find much in her house, but in her car there were traces of Skylar's blood everywhere, and they actually looked at Skylar's personal stuff like her diary, which. Which led to believe the police found the actual motive to Skylar's murder. Skylar, mo- Skylar wrote how about Rachel and Sheila were more than just friends. They would do all kinds of sexual stuff together. 
Especially when she looked Skylar right in front of Skylar. Which made Skylar feel so make Skylar which made her feel very like like uncomfortable. It, like it would make anybody uncomfortable. They found a photo of Rachel Eshika like cuddling, which led to believe like I said, which led to believe the real reason. Cause I said that, that she would post it online. She threatened to post it online. And that's what led them to believe that that was the real motivation is that they didn't want to be exposed. Their relationship, so they had to get rid of her and the only way to you know to get rid of her for good. Since Rachel like said that Rachel was the one that first confessed she was offered a plea deal. She would plead guilty at the court first. On May, which was on May 12th, 2013, which she accepted. Which actually Rachel's, which made her sentencing a lot less, I think. Rachel's, because she, like she said, she confessed the whole thing. She showed where the body, she kind of did show where the body was. And she, I think it's also with how she, like, freaked out and had mental breakdown and stuff like that. She, which, I don't know. I don't know how that really works. I think mental goes into it, or like they decide if he goes to the to jail or to, like, to a mental hospital, maybe. And which Rachel's father actually stood up in the middle and said that she should not take that plea deal, but the judge denied it. That the judge, to, for her to plead guilty to second degree murder, because she stopped stabbing her. Stop shouting. Because she's not the one who planned it. Because she wasn't the one who planned it. It wasn't her idea at first. I guess that's why she got second degree murder. She pled guilty to second degree murder. So. So. She got off more easier than that. Than Skylar did. She got more time. And I think they're both coming up on. The opportunity to parole soon, maybe? I think, because I think it's almost, it's always been 10 years, like in a couple more years or something like that. Because I think Sheila got, it's got, uh, well, Rachel, I think she got like 20 years, like more than 20 years, but like 20 years up to parole or something like that. Around 20, because it's been over 10 years. Since her murder, I think it's soon that she's eligible for pro. Like in a couple, like I mean, like a couple more. So that is the Scarlet Needs case.